Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, and I am here to walk beside you as your anytime piano teacher friend. (laughs) Side note, I do realize that not everyone listening is a piano teacher, (laughs) so I just happen to think that everyone benefits from having a piano teacher friend or two in their lives. (laughs) Whoever you are, whatever you do, welcome. So today we are wrapping up our series of episodes that are focused on self-reflection practices for the new year. I feel like the first month of 2021 has already taken us for quite a ride and I think it's just more important than ever to stay connected with what matters most to each of us. You know, of course, we all have different ideas of what that is, but I will lead with this. As teachers, our success is largely based, of course, on serving others. But as you've probably already learned in this life, you just can't pour from an empty cup. (laughs) Meaning that if we don't take measures to stay true to ourselves, We just don't have the resources to sustain meaningful influence with our students. Sometimes we can fake it for a minute or two, but it won't last long. It just can't. So one of my primary guiding philosophies in life is that we are often rewarded for asking the right questions. This has proven true for me in nearly every avenue of life. Asking questions generally costs you nothing, yet the answers you receive can be incredibly valuable. So before I get too far off on track, (laughs) here is the gist. I think that our teaching lives can be greatly enhanced by routinely asking ourselves some pretty basic questions. Like I mentioned last week when we were talking about student evaluations, Sometimes I even laugh at myself saying this out loud because it just seems too simple to bother saying. But here I am, and I'm just asking you to take me as I am, my friends. (laughs) Let's start with this question. Now, as fair warning, I'm going to ask it, and then I'm going to follow it up with a moment of silence. And I want you to pay really close attention to what pops into your mind when I ask this question. Are you ready? All right, question number one. What is not working for you right now? What is not working for you right now? The way I imagine it, you probably just had one of two experiences. (laughs) First of all, if you're like me, There's a good chance that anytime you're put on the spot to answer a question like that, part of you really panics because you're trying to think really hard of something profound to say. So if that is you, you may not have been able to come up with an answer in that really short time frame. Um, So that's not a big deal. It just means that you need to give yourself a few minutes just to sit and really ponder that question of what is not working for you right now. 
Well, that or it means that there's absolutely nothing in your life that needs improving right now. In which case, wow, message me and tell me all your secrets, please. (laughs) But seriously, if you couldn't come up with anything, just hit the pause button or go ahead and set a reminder in your phone to come back later today to this question. Ask yourself, hey, what is not working for me right now? For the rest of you, I suspect an answer popped into your head pretty immediately. When I asked you, what is not working for you right now? I don't know. I'd be willing to bet many of you had something immediately come to the surface. And maybe you didn't really even realize that that was a concern. Um, You know, I'm imagining lots of teachers uh, naming like dinner as something that is not working right now. (laughs) Dinner prep, healthy choices. You know, it's all really challenging with our lifestyle. I'm also envisioning a lot of you, especially if you have children or are a caretaker in any capacity, um, a lot of you probably thought something related to your schedule is not working really well for you these days. You know, maybe it was a specific student's name, someone who has brought you a lot of grief lately. Or, of course, maybe it didn't have anything to do with teaching at all. The very act of taking a few minutes and surveying things in our lives that are not working for us is really the first step in finding out what you can do to actually make these things work more in our favor. In fact, that is the next question. (laughs) So let me ask you right now, thinking over your current teaching life, and of course letting those thoughts spill out into the rest of your normal life, What is working for you right now? I know a lot of podcasters like to phrase this question as, what is saving your life right now? (laughs) I always like that too. But I'm going to give you a second and, you know, again, feel free to hit the pause button if you have a few more minutes at your disposal right now. But think about your teaching over the last week or two. Think about the week that's coming ahead of you pay really close attention to what ideas bubble up when you ask yourself the question, what is really working for me right now? What is successful about what I'm doing? What am I using that is helping me in a big way? Name it right now. With this one, I'll be honest, I cannot even begin to guess the variety of things you have named. (laughs) What's working for you right now could be a choice to sit out of a particular event this year. It could be allowing yourself to wear yoga pants during online teaching. (laughs) Or it could be the exact opposite, you know, a vow to wear real pants every work day. (laughs) It could be a specific repertoire series or a favorite book a new game you're playing with your students, or, you know, again, outside studio life, maybe a recommitment to your workout routine. I'll tell you, for myself, right now, sitting at the very top of my list of what is working for me is silence. (laughs) There is something about pandemic life that has made it all too clear to me that I need moments of silence every day, in order for me to be my best self. 
You know, of course, there's also a boatload of research that says sitting in silence does all kinds of good things for you. (laughs) So, you know, there's that. But even in my own life, I have witnessed the benefits of silent time. So I've even gone as far as to put a habit tracker on my phone. And I have started setting a goal for 15 minutes of silence uninterrupted each day. It definitely doesn't get accomplished every day, but I can notice a real difference physically in my body as well as what's going on in my brain when I get that 15 minutes of uninterrupted silence. Food for thought. Okay, so we've asked ourselves the questions. (laughs) Is that the point? Just to basically air our grievances and move on? (laughs) Uh, No. So I just understand that we are all really good at thinking that something is the problem when the blame actually lies elsewhere. You know, maybe you find yourself feeling kind of low right now, thinking that one thing is an issue, when your answers to these questions today might help lead you in a different conclusion. Likewise, with things that are working for you, naming them out loud even, or in writing, you know, it helps you pay attention. And if you're intentional about it, you can find more ways to incorporate similar enhancements to your life. And I think that is a really big deal, my friends. (laughs) Somewhere in the neighborhood of two years ago or so, I created a resource as part of a collaboration I did on a project for a group called the Upbeat Piano Teachers. Um, It's basically a reflection journal of sorts for independent music teachers. It's a really simple printable. It's designed to be kept near your teaching space through your lessons during the week. (laughs) Because I don't know about you, but my former self used to be like the queen of random post-it notes sitting everywhere. (laughs) And by the end of the week, I would have multiple post-it notes stuck all over my teaching area with a wide variety of reminders and to-dos and ideas written on them. (laughs) I still occasionally find them today and they crack me up because, you know, they'll say things like, order Billy level two and send Sally the Kabalevsky video link and happy birthday Stevie next week. But they'll also have random ideas for titles of pieces I want to write and things I desperately need to add to my grocery list and that kind of stuff. (laughs) So anyway, I designed a printable to serve as a way to keep all of those notes in one place. And to preserve some sense of normalcy, I even designed it to look like post-it notes. Ha! There's a large note for things to do, like music to order and that kind of thing. But there are also two smaller notes, and one is titled Thumbs Up, in other words, what is working this week, (laughs) and the other is titled Thumbs Down, which, of course, is designed for the things that did not work for me this week. So by giving myself a specific place to have an opportunity to reflect on my studio wins and losses (laughs) each week, I had an easy way to look back at the end of the month through, you know, four or five pages and see any trends that kept popping up. 
So for me, this is a great reflection process, but it's also fairly low maintenance. It solves my issues of having post-it notes scattered all over the place, um, which is a real win. (laughs) And again, it's just nice to have all of my scribbled thoughts in one place each week. If by chance you happen to think that that little printable sounds appealing, well, I have good news for you. (laughs) I have decided to offer it up free of charge to all of my music teacher friends, at least for now. So if you follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you can find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast, and I am going to link the printable there. Um, If you aren't on social media, and you really want this printable and you can't figure out another way to contact me, I'm quite sure that if you run a Google search for Beyond Measure Weekly Reflection Printable, (laughs) you should be able to find it. Uh, I do have an actual link here, but I believe that web address will be changing this year, and I'm trying to keep this episode able to stand the test of time. Oh, I have a confession. (laughs) I actually had three more reflection questions that I was planning to offer up today. But looking at the clock, uh, that tells me they should probably wait for another episode. So before we have to say goodbye today, let's raise a glass to you. (laughs) Music teacher, friends of the world, today we put ourselves first. Am I right? (laughs) We have to keep our own fuses lit so that we can continue to help spark imagination and artistry in all those students that we encounter this week. I hope this simple concept of setting aside specific time to ask yourself truly what is working in your life right now and what is not is the first step to living in a way that allows your truest self to shine. I am a big believer that our greatest assets as teachers are our enthusiasm and our compassion. And it's just so hard, if not completely impossible, (laughs) to fake those things if we are feeling empty ourselves. So, take this week, my friends, fill up your tanks, and keep tabs on them throughout the entire year. These are not questions to ask yourself today and then forget about, but rather to keep coming back to every few weeks just to keep a tally on how you're feeling about how things are going. (laughs) So, I raise my glass to you, my friends, and offer a cheers to you. my friends, is episode 15 for you. (laughs) So don't forget to track me down on social media to get that printable. I have a color version as well as a black and white version, but I will say the color is so much cuter. So it's worth the ink, I promise. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this month's episodes on self-reflection practices for studio teachers. Um, I'm switching gears a little bit next week, so make sure that you catch me back here on Beyond Measure. 
Until we meet again, my friends, I hope you have the best week ever. (laughs) Take care.